Hey folks, this is Jason, and this is the Jason Wright Show, where the mission is to improve always and always. And in the words of the GOAT himself, Tom Brady, let's go! All right, today I want to talk to you about something that basically no one likes to deal with. It's just not easy to talk about calorie restriction. I don't want to use a word like dieting or something like that because let me tell you something. Anytime I ever give you some sort of um, information, some actionable item, it's never going to be directed towards some sort of quote unquote diet. I remember one time my sister in law, Jerrica, if you're listening, you just, you just lean in closer and listen better, young lady. So one time, I am doing a ketogenic diet because I wanted to manage my glucose levels. I was experimenting with a ketogenic diet for a, for a minute. And my sister-in-law, and I do love my sister-in-law. She's a fantastic sister-in-law. She asked, oh, Jason, are you doing that because you want to get abs? Well, first of all, ma'am, I have abs. Thank you very much. And two, I would never do some sort of diet on a temporary basis to make some quick change. If I have abs, it's going to be because of a lifestyle. It's going to be because how I live and eat all the time. So understand something right here, right now. Never will I, nor am I at this time, about to give you any advice on some sort of temporary fad diet or just some quick fix. And that's what I want everybody that's listening right now to understand when it comes to calorie restriction, overall health and wellness, managing glucose levels, VO2 max, whatever the case may be, there is no easy fix. This is never going to be easy. Your brain is wired to want to eat for survival. The problem is we live in an environment now, in a habitat, where there's not only food available for us to survive, but we can also tap into our dopamine hits. We can actually eat for pleasure. That's something that didn't exist for years and years and years throughout our history. So just understand right now, everything I'm about to tell you is not going to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy, but it's worthwhile. And what I have done is I have summoned the brilliant minds at Stanford University that are Dr. B.J. Fogg, author of Tiny Habits, as well as neuroscientist Andrew Huberman to try to bring some of their teachings into this conversation on how we can manipulate our brain to make this challenge of reducing our calories and reaching good, robust metabolic health. And in some cases, some of you listening, you do want to change your body composition. And look, I purposely use, as does my friend Dr. Gus Vickery, who you've heard on the show, he is the chief medical uh, contributor to The Jason Wright Show, I've just named him that. He just got that promotion. He just got that title. I hope he accepts. We talk about body composition. You can actually go out to jasonrightnow.com forward slash body dash comp. And I'll repeat this later. It's going to be in the show notes. And you can actually get Dr. Gus's body composition handbook. And we purposely use the term body composition because that's what you're doing. It's not just about getting fat or getting skinny. 
That's not what it is. It's about changing your composition. It's about changing your body's makeup. And here's the deal. Your body was designed for a certain formulaic uh, proportion of fat, lean body mass, that when it is as close as possible to being fully optimized, you're going to perform better. You're going to feel better. You're going to be happier. You're going to live longer. And not only are you going to live longer, but you're going to live healthier longer. You know you've heard me say it over and over and over. It's about health span, not just lifespan. Whenever Dr. Gus and I did our youth, uh, our Fountain of Youth Masterclass, I know that was a terrible name for that. I get it. But it was, you know, everybody's using longevity and all this. But I actually went through Peter Atia's, uh Pillars of Health and Longevity, and I kind of described the difference between health span as and lifespan. And what we're focusing on is health span, living healthier longer and basically shortening the time to where we're just having that below 50% healthy rate. And I'll go back, I'll do another video where I show you Dr. Atia's uh, modeling of this, because I think it's really, really good to help people understand, you know, the, the, the perfect scenario is we'd be healthy, 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 healthy to like 95, 100, and then boom, drop dead. But what most people are doing these days because of the modern marvel that is modern medicine is we live longer and then we just kind of stay alive in this below threshold. But, you know, we're not really healthy. We're just staying alive longer. I mean, how many of your parents and grandparents have you seen that at the end of it, the, in the end of life, that is, they're alive, but you can't really say they're healthy and that they're really living a robust life. They're just being kept alive. And that's because for so long, and which thank God for people like Dr. Peter Atia and Dr. Gus Vickery and David Sinclair and Matt Camberline and all these these in, these brilliant minds, they're starting to ask the question, why would we not focus on preventive care? Why would we start not start tackling these problems, looking for the problems earlier and keep people healthier longer instead of waiting for them to develop the cancer, waiting for them to develop the hypertension, waiting for them to develop the type 2 diabetes, and then start to try to throw a bunch of drugs at it and fix the problem after it's after the, the horses have left the barn. Now we're going to try to close the gate. So that's what all of this is about. All right. So here we go. Before we explore the strategies, let's understand the science behind overeating. That's And that's really what I want to talk about is I want to make sure that you understand that overeating is something that so many people suffer from. It is, it is one of those things that it's just so easy to do because we just have such an abundance of it. It goes back to what I was talking about with regard to eating for pleasure. And so what I want this to be about is how you can take control. All right, so we'll just call this, this is going to be like mindful munching. How about that? I like, I like the sound of that. All right, so first of all, what do we talk about when we say calorie restriction? Well, when done in a controlled and balanced manner, it has shown a powerful impact, impact on metabolic health. So research has demonstrated that reducing caloric intake can lead to improvements in various markers of your metabolic health, and that's what we're all about here. It, it, it impacts your insulin sensitivity, your blood pressure, your lipid profile, and most importantly, inflammation, which is basically just damage to your body. Your body is being damaged and is trying to heal itself. 
And if you can consume fewer calories, the body is going to be prompted to utilize stored energy reserves. All right. So that's that stored fat that you want to be able to get out and use for energy. You've got the energy there. If you can reach down and pinch a little bit of fat, that's good. That's okay. That means you've got some energy stored up and we want to use those reserves. And what this will do is it'll lead to weight loss and a reduction in excess adipose tissue. Learn that word. Adipose. I think I said adipose. Adipose tissue. This reduction in body fat, particularly visceral fat. Okay, see, here's the difference. There are some good fats and there are some not so good fats. There's some fat that's just stored like like the kind of like the wood pile that you have by the house in whenever fall is coming. And that's good. We want that wood around the edge of the house because that means we've got wood to burn, right? That's kind of what some of the fat is. But then there's this other kind of fat that is not so good. That is visceral fat because this visceral fat is the fat that surrounds your vital organs. Reducing our body fat, particularly visceral fat surrounding those vital organs, can significantly lower the risk of chronic conditions such as type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and metabolic syndrome. That basically just means the metabolic syndrome, just think of that as just you're, you're, you've got two, you've got excess body fat and therefore you're not metabolizing your calories, and your energy at the most optimal rate, all right? Additionally, calorie restriction has been linked to enhance mitochondrial function, that little powerhouse of the cell, right? Imagine that you go into a factory, the energy that's running all the robots in the factories, you know, uh, my buddy Joel Green, I took his immune-centric certification course, and he always described this as like, imagine the power that runs the Tesla factory, and he showed an actual factory. That's what that mitochondria is. It's the power of the cell, okay? And here's the reason why. I am so focused on calorie restriction. It's because every single one of these brilliant minds that I listen to, I read their work, I read their books, I read their blogs, I listen to their podcasts, over and over and over, calorie restriction keeps coming up. And in its simplest form, just to make this easy for you, Try to determine the amount of calories that you burn on a normal day or that you need to burn. So don't just try to make this really simple. And you're and you're going to ask me, so Jason, if I'm supposed to be on this, you know, standard uh, 2000 calorie diet, are you telling me that I should really only eat 1800 calories, but aren't I eating less than what I'm supposed to? Aren't I eating less than what the experts uh, tell me I should? Well, Yes, you're going to be eating less than the recommended daily calorie allowance. You are. But here's the thing you've got to understand. And this is what is something that requires a mind shift. You have the needed calories stored. That's what Dr. Gus has said in in many of our conversations on this podcast. It's like I just mentioned earlier. If you can pinch a little bit of fat, right, then you've got the calories there. there. They're on board. And so therefore, you just need to access them. And the only way to access our stored calories versus just putting more in and adding to them, which that's what we're most likely going to do. Look, anytime you're going to put more in than what you're going to burn, then you're going to store it somewhere, right? So why not eat a little less and then tap those energy reserves to balance out the difference. Does that make sense? So instead of eating the 2000 calories recommended, what you're going to do is eat 1800 calories and then you're going to try it. And it's not going to be precise for crying out loud. You can't do that. But nevertheless, if you know that I'm just going to eat 1800 calories today and I'm going to make up the 200 calorie difference by 
tapping into my stored reserves. All right, so let's talk about the brain and how this relates to calorie restriction because it's not, I don't think it's enough for somebody like me to come on here and just say, hey, stop eating as much. You know, eat 1,800 calories instead of 2,000. Go uh, uh, 30 days and only eat 800 calories a day. I don't think it's just, it, it requires way more than that. I'm sensitive to that. Some of you out there, your bodies are not designed to eat like that naturally because of your heredity, because of your genetic makeup, before because of your genome, then you are not, you are trained, your brain is wired and designed to see food and eat it. Okay, so what we're doing is we're going to have to figure out how to control the brain so we can control the caloric intake. All right, first of all, let's see what Dr. Andrew Huberman has to say about rewiring your reward pathways. All right, so Dr. Huberman's research, and most of you listening, if you have never heard of Andrew Huberman, go check out the Huberman Lab podcast. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Gosh, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, make me glad to be alive in 2023, that I can listen to this brilliant neuroscientist at Stanford University just give freely his incredible knowledge, wisdom, and that big old brain. It's just so cool. So check it out. Dr. Huberman's research suggests that we can actually rewire our brain's reward pathways by finding healthier alternatives that still activate the pleasure centers. Experiment with nutrient-dense foods that you genuinely enjoy, such as fruits, vegetables, or whole grains. By gradually replacing highly processed sugary snacks with these healthier options, you can actually help to retrain your brain's response to rewards. So most of us, I know that for me, it's weird. Great example, when I have been on the road all day, okay, for work or whatever, and I'm just exhausted. I hate sitting in a car for a long time. I cannot stand it. I've, if I'm going to do that, that means that I was up probably a little bit earlier to do my my first uh, uh, round of training. And I'm just tired. And what I, what I tend to do is want to come home and eat some chocolate or something sweet. So I want to start getting calories that I probably shouldn't. So what I have started to try to do is to make sure that I have a protein shake that I really enjoy that is just packed full of nutrients. It's healthy. It's uh, it's in my little Yeti lunchbox so that whenever I have finished the day of travel, finished meetings, I can grab that. And it is magical how much that will curb my desire to eat crap. Also, if you're in that situation, if you travel a lot, make sure to not go without good food on board. Don't do it. Have a an amount of calories that you know so that you can keep track, but also make them good, dense calories with you. Because here's what will happen. If you get out there in no man's land, like me, I'm always traveling throughout East Texas, right? And I get out into some no man's land. And when I get really, really hungry and I pass a quick trip or something like that, it is it would be so easy to just turn my car in and go grab some crap that they've got on the shelves. And even if it's protein bars or something like that, I mean, look, something that is constructed to sit on a shelf for that long in a package like that with, you know, synthetic foods and everything. I don't care how good the protein bar is. I don't care if it's a Quest bar. Right? I'm not saying these are bad. And that if you're not in a pinch that you shouldn't choose those over a Hershey bar. But nevertheless, if you have food on board, it makes all the difference in the world. So make sure that you have something to reward yourself and actually, actually eat that instead of the, the bad stuff. And then you find reward in that. And that's where 
we get to Dr. B.J. Fogg, which I think is, uh, you know, I... I have studied all of B.J. Fogg's work. I first learned of him in Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't heard or read that book, rather, um, you'll see a lot of B.J. Fogg's fingerprints in that. And then his book, Tiny Habits, uh, which is also a lot of Kaizen work. And also you can learn a lot more about that in the Vitruvian Lab, which you can download that free or go to jasonrightnow.com, go to courses, and you can see I actually teach courses on um, how to create new neural pathways and and habits to to help break habits. I've got I've got you covered there, too. But that's not what this is about. All right, so first of all, Dr. Fogg's approach focuses on creating small habits that are easy to integrate into your daily routine. First, start by identifying one specific eating habit you'd like to change. For example, instead of reaching for a bag of chips while, you, while you're watching TV or something like that, try replacing it with a handful of nuts or a piece of fresh fruit. Now, here, I'm going to pause right now because here's a real actionable item for that. Okay, here's how you start to remove the resistance whenever you're starting a, a, a mindset of caloric restriction. Get the crap out of your house. You have to go to rearrange and architect your environment. Okay, I, again, I teach an entire course on this. I spent a whole module, a whole evolution on this in the uh, Massively Transformative Habits course that I teach in which your environment is so incredibly important. Get the crap out of your house. Don't even, don't even give yourself... The, the option of the chips only have the healthy snacks. And so if you want to sit down and munch on something while you watch TV, make the healthy snack and make only the healthy snack available because here's what will happen. And this is if you go deep into BJ Fogg's work, he'll tell you that if you can raise the difficulty of performing the habit that you're trying to break, then you're much more likely to break that habit. Most likely, if you're just tired at the end of the day and you're going to sit down to watch some, you're going to crush some Netflix or something. And you go to your pantry and there's nothing but some organic cashews or mac nuts or something like that. You're not going to go, ah, hell, no way. I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to drive to the store to, to buy a bag of Doritos before I sit and watch TV. No, you're not going to do that. What you're going to do is you're going to get the healthier snack. So create an environment that reinforces the identity, because now that's another, that's a whole other course I teach on identity-based habits. Create an environment that supports the healthy identity that you have assumed to make it easy to perform this task of watching TV and eating something healthy instead of a bunch of crap. And if you can make these small little changes consistently enough, then you can establish new patterns and disrupt the cycle of mindless overeating. Next, mindful eating. This is one that there is more power in than you really realize. I know for me, and I learned this, I probably first heard about this from Ben Greenfield. So when Ben Greenfield sits down to a meal, one of the things that he and his family do is they have like this moment of mindfulness. Now they do pray. They thank God for their food that they're about to consume, but they describe the food. They describe what the food is going to do to nourish their bodies. They think about it. And so first of all, there's just this appreciation to, and there's no phones, there's nothing going on. You do like one of the things I try to do, and I, I fail miserably often, but when I'm eating lunch, I'm usually alone and I try my best to not listen to a podcast, to not go through emails, to just sit and focus on the meal because the, the, all studies have shown if you can remove all distractions before you watch a movie, before you eat a meal, whatever the case may be. 
before you have, a, if you're having a conversation, get your other, get all the devices turned off. You will focus and you will have more enjoyment. There was actually a, a survey done of people who uh, had meals, exact same meal, exact same meal, no difference whatsoever. Those who did not have their cell phone with them, not even looking at their cell phone, just the, the ones that had the cell phone with them, they did not look at it, okay? But still, the cell phone was there versus those who were not allowed to take the cell phone to the table. Did you know that those who had did not have their cell phone with them at all actually rated the pleasure and enjoyment and taste of the meal higher than those who had their cell phone but didn't even look at it? So what this means is that if we can mindfully appreciate our food, then we'll be much better off. Now, here's where the other part comes in. It's like asking yourself, are you truly hungry or are you eating out of boredom or possibly trying to soothe some negative emotions? Slow down, savor each bite and pay attention to the sensation of the flavors. Really enjoy and savor what you're eating. This will help you become much more in tune with your body's signals of fullness and prevent overeating. And there's actually a term that the Okinawans use for this. And so if you, so Okinawa is, which is the area of the globe that is, it's a blue zone and they actually have more centenarians than anyone else. And one of the things that they always practice is they eat only to 80% of full. Okay. So they actually, when they start to feel like they're really filling up, they stop, they back away. And that, that's hard. Okay. So again, going back into some habit and to some neuro, neurological training, you have to be able to figure out a way to reward yourself for that habit. You have to figure out, okay, if I'm leaving food on my plate and I, it's so delicious, it's sensory overload. It's amazing. The textures, the smells, all of it is so delicious. I could just keep crushing this and crushing this and crushing this. You, you got to figure out a way to make yourself push away before you are full. See, we in America in particular, where food is an incredibly abundant resource, we tend to just keep stuffing our faces. And then when it hurts, we consider that full. The Okinawans who have more people that have lived to be a hundred than any other region of the planet, they never get to that space. That's just unheard of. They would never consider being so full that we can literally not eat anymore. They would never consider that something that they would do because what they do is like, no, we eat almost to full. They're not even actually full when they stop. So here's the thing that I want you to remember. Listen to your body. Try your best to minimize eating for pleasure. And if you're going to go in for eating for pleasure, like right now, I'll tell you right now, your host, Jason Wright, the Improve Always and Always guy that tries to eat well, that does, like I told my sister-in-law, does have abs. I don't need a ketogenic diet to do that. I am still going to crush some sister-to-sister strawberry cookies. If you're in Tyler right now and you're listening to this, it is May, and that is the cookie of the month at Sister to Sister. If you like strawberry, there's nothing like it. I'm going to eat those, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to plan for it. I'm going to think about it and I'm going to make sure that I enjoy it because there's nothing, it, it, it takes away from the enjoyment. If I sit there and I, I crush about four of these cookies, they're big. They're probably 350 calories each. I mean, they're calorie dense, just absolutely amazing. But if I eat so many of them, I'm going to be in a bad mood because of the sugar high and drop later. My stomach's going to start to kind of cramp up. This is not to be gross, but a lot of refined sugar kind of will jam you up. At least it does me. It's kind of stops up the plumbing. 
So what I want to do is savor it and enjoy the entire thing. I want to have just enough of it. I want to have the reward of knowing I didn't overeat. My body still functions properly. And I'm able to tap into and leverage the fact that I've made a ton of good eating and nutritional and physical exercise decisions that allow me to be able to have that cookie, not be guilty about it. And it fits into my overall caloric intake strategy. That's what that's what you, you got to do. Now, here's something that I want to tell you about. So I, most of you have probably heard, if you haven't, go back and listen to my AMA, my Ask Me Anything episode that I just published, I think it was just a few days ago, with Dr. Gus Vickery, where we talked about body composition. And the, the, the genesis of that episode was I had Gus on to talk about semaglutide, ozempic, and these other drugs that people are being prescribed that were formerly just for type 2 diabetics that are now being used for weight loss. And what we talked about was the the importance of if you're going to start to drastically reduce your caloric intake like that drug is going to make you do because you just completely annihilate your appetite, then what we want to do is explain to the listener what that's doing to your body, and how you can supplement your your nutrients that you're going to necessarily lose, or not necessarily, but you're just going to literally lose as a result of not eating as much. And because you're totally changing your body composition. And so what Dr. Gus did is we, we talked about a protocol, we kind of skimmed over it in that first episode of how to make sure that you have a protocol in place to help make up for those nutrients that you're not going to get while you're on the semaglutide. Well, then from that, we did a follow-up Ask Me Anything because both of us got a ton of questions from me, from listeners, him from his patients on, all right, y'all, you guys talked about this protocol on body composition and the supplementation that I should be doing if I decide to do semaglutide or whatever. Would you please tell a little bit more about that? And so we did an entire episode on this where we jumped down into the weeds and talked about proper supplementation and body composition. And during that, and I'm going to offer it to you for free again. It's always going to be for free out there. You just have to go get it. Go to jasonrightnow.com forward slash body dash comp or click the link in these show notes and you can download the free ebook that Dr. Gus has written on body composition and it tells you it is step by step here's how you here's how you measure the calories here's the supplements that you should take to make up for the lack of nutrients here are the amino acids that are going to help you supplement the protein that you're not going to be getting if you start to have a drastic reduction in, in caloric intake it literally gives you step by step how to change your body's composition and it's free it's our gift to you there's no strings attached don't worry you're not going to click on it and then all of a sudden start getting a bunch of emails on how to participate in a timeshare in Cancun. That's not th- that's not what's going to happen. You're not going to be, you know, asked to join some super duper buyers club where if you will just buy $5,000 worth of furniture right now, you can get $20 off your next purchase of protein powders for the rest of your life. That's not what this is. This is just our gift to you. But also for the Jason Wright Show listener, and I will have the link to this in the show notes. Uh, you can take Dr. Gus's actual online course, and, I, and he's reducing the price to 79 bucks for you guys, which is just essentially to because he had to ha- and, and he had to pay people to help him produce this, and, and plus it's just his big brain, and it is an in-depth body composition course. Dr. Gus walks you through. For 79 bucks, for less than the cost of probably one month at a decent gym, you can actually work with Dr. Gus Vickery, one of the nation's 
top integrated precision health physicians and learn how to change your body's composition. And you're not just damaging fat cells by losing a bunch of weight, getting on a semaglutide and not supplementing like the way you should. No, you're going to learn the authentic health way. And I choose those words very specifically. It's authentic health. Dr. Gus is very big on this. His whole idea is to make sure that you match your nutritional intake, your physical activities in conjunction with what your body was designed to do. That's what it is. It's not, there's so much going on right now around us. Our bodies were not designed to to exist in this. And by the way, it's a miraculous habitat and I'm not complaining. I love the fact that I can go get those sister to sister cookies right now. I can buy a dozen. I can go home and gorge, make myself sick and I can go get another dozen. I don't have to go out of my cave with my spear avoid the saber-toothed tiger, kill the wildebeest, skin it, drag it back to the cave. I don't have to do that. And I'm thankful I don't have to do that, okay? But the thing is, my body was not made for sister-to-sister cookies anytime I want, a cheeseburger anytime I want. It's cheap. It's easy to chew. I don't have to carry it. I can get into an an air-conditioned car to get it. That's not what we were designed for. And so what Dr. Gus does and what he goes through in this course is matching the way your body was designed, first of all, cluing you in so that you can start being alerted to these things of how your body was, and you can just, just that, just having that knowledge, I can't tell you how much just understanding the way our bodies were designed has helped me in my nutritional protocols, the way I exercise. I look, and here's the cool thing. I don't exercise as hard as I once did because I realized my body was not designed to be abused at that level, that consistently. That's just not the way it was, right? I mean, again, going back to our ancestors, they didn't sprint out of the cave every single morning at 4 a.m. and just kill their bodies. No, they did it when they had to and they were properly rested. Anyway, I digress. But you can actually click on the link there in the show notes, and you can take this course $79. That's ridiculous. You don't have to use a promo code or anything. Uh, Dr. Gus just went ahead, and he's got, it, he's got it priced for the Jason Wright Show listeners. And maybe do the book free. Do that first, and then when you, when you get through that, if there's any confusion, which is not going to be, it's pretty basic and pretty simple, check it out and then go, you know, I want to take this to another level. You know, I, and this is how Dr. Gus, who has a true heart, it's kind of like me with my performance training. That's why I, I created the Vitruvian Lab, which is in an app form. You can go out to the Apple store and download it. I wanted to scale my one-on-one coaching practice. I want to help as many people as possible get their mind right, get their body right, be joyful, be happy, and live a longer, healthier life. This is what Dr. Gus is doing. He simply cannot see every single patient that he would love to and walk alongside them. But these courses that he's developed and he's going to continue to develop and I'm going to help him with, that I'm going to work with him on, then this is how he can scale his practice. So check that out. And look, here's the deal. It's this simple. Eat less. Eat less. But the point of this conversation for you today was to tell you that you got to employ some strategies. If you're struggling, if it's hard, if you if it feels impossible, do not beat yourself up. Don't do it. It is hard, and your and look the, the entire and Dr. Gus talks about this a lot. The entire food industry, and I'm not some anti-capitalist, anti-commercialist. Don't worry about it. I mean, that's not the rant here. But the bottom line is, the, the the marketers on Madison Avenue they were paid Draper and Company were 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 paid to make you buy more food than you need. 
McDonald's wants you to eat way more cheeseburgers than you need. That's how they make their money. So you need to understand the forces that are, that are working against your ancestral makeup so that you can control it. And look, if it's hard, don't beat yourself up. And those of you listening who might be truly metabolically challenged, meaning you're grossly overweight, okay? Just calling it like it is. If you want to take control of this, you can. And it's not just about looking better. I mean, the, the vanity aspect of this is so low on the priority list. It should be so low on the priority list. The top priority should be your overall health for you and how you feel, how you approach life, how you feel when you get out of bed, how your joints feel, how you're able to interact with your kids and your grandkids and your spouse. That's what should be top priority about being on this earth and being as effective as possible while you're here, because this is just a vapor. We're, we're all, we all were born with a death sentence, but while we're here, I can guarantee you this, if you go through this life with all the stresses surrounding us, if you can go through the life feeling, this life feeling healthier and more active, more joyful, able to breathe better, able to just do more things, have more adventures, you're going to be better. And that is what Dr. Gus and I are all about. So check out the course. I hope this helps. If you have any questions, go to jasonrightnow.com, hit that contact sheet, or you, know, uh, you can email me anytime uh, through, sign up to the Vitruvian letter. If you sign up to the Vitruvian letter, you have a direct email to me. So you can do that just by going to jasonrightnow.com. you got to sign up there. Get after it. I'd love to hear from you. I want to help you. So does Dr. Gus. I hope you found this helpful. And until you hear from me again, please, by all means, do one thing for me. All right, you ready? Lean in. Come on, turn the radio up. Get up. Come on. If, if, you're, if you're running, all right, just focus for a minute. Hold your stride. Hold your pace. But listen to this. I want you to always endeavor to what? You nailed it. Improve always. It always. I know that was cheesy, but whatever. I'm Jason, and I'm out. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. It means more to me than you can possibly imagine. And if you enjoyed it, please consider going out to Apple and leaving us a five-star rating. That would mean the world to me. Also, follow me on Insta at Jason right now. And don't forget download the Vitruvian Lab app. I mean it. I want to be your personal peak performance trainer. I want to help you improve always and always. Lastly, check out my newsletter, the Vitruvian Letter. You can subscribe at jasonrightnow.com. And until we meet again, please continue to endeavor to improve always in always. I'm out.